This is the Skate Podcast, talking Bruins hockey with WEI Bruins writers Scott McLaughlin, Bridget Prue, and Brian DeFelice. Lace them up for some beast talk. It's Odyssey's The Skate Pod on WEI. Woo! Welcome into episode 221 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Brian DeFelice, joined by Bridget Prue and Scott McLaughlin. Bridget and Scott, long time no talk. Uh, I feel like I've seen you guys in, I don't know, a couple of years maybe. <laughs> Yeah, we recorded what, like, I think maybe like 10 hours ago. I don't know, something like that. It feels like it wasn't that long. I slept and then I woke up and now I'm talking to you guys again. It was a little little longer than that. But yeah, back-to-back days for us. Um, you know, as we mentioned on the last episode, I recorded an interview with Pavel Zaka over the weekend. Um, you know, so we we dropped our... Reactions to preseason game one. If anyone missed that, you can go back, check that out. But now we're going to drop the, uh, the Zaka interview. And, um, you know, just as a little lead in, like basically why I wanted to talk to Zaka um, is obviously because he's stepping into a really big role as at least one of the top two centers and most likely the number one center. If you're going to look at, you know, which center is going to be expected to put up put up the most offense, you know, probably play the most minutes. Um, it's it's going to be him. He's probably going to be on a line with David Posternock. So that's really your de facto top line, almost no matter who the left wing is. So, um, you know, just a fascinating role for him. Last year at this time, he gets he's coming to a new team. He's just trying to find a place to fit in after, you know, never – quite clicking the way he really wanted in New Jersey. Obviously, you know, he was sixth overall pick back in 2015, but gets to the NHL at a young age, but, you know, really bounced all over New Jersey's lineup. They end up with, you know, back-to-back top two picks. They take two other centers and Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and, and Zaka never really quite settled into a, you know, sort of long-term home on, on any line there. And, gets to Boston last year and, you know, after moving around a little bit early in the season, finds it on the check line with Krejci and Pasternak has the career year, you know, exceeds his old career high in points by 21 up to 57 points. And now is, you know, now he's going to be the number one center. Yeah. And so I don't know if we want to preface it anymore or just throw right to Zaka and then, you know, we'll give a little, quick reaction after the fact to some of the stuff you talked about with Scott. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with whatever. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a little bit of setup. So yeah, might as well go right to the interview. All right. I'm here with Pavel Zaka on the skate podcast. Pavel, thanks for taking a few minutes. We just got through third day of practice here in training camp. How do you feel it's going so far? Yeah. Thanks for having me. No, it's been, it's been good. I think, you know, we can see a lot of effort in guys, you know, a lot of young guys trying to make the team and, and, you know, the whole whole team overall who stayed here from last year just, you know, uh, want to get better and have a better season even than last year. So I think everyone has their motivation to come into training camp. want to get to your new role uh, in a minute, but first of all, just how, what was your summer like? Were you, were you around here the whole time? Did you get to go back home at all? Yeah, I was here most of the summer and then uh, I flew to Czech for, for three weeks. I got married there and then... Uh, had a, basically three weeks away and then rest of the summer here in Boston. So I stayed here for with, with some of the guys. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of things, you know, did you want? Obviously, Bergeron and Krejci are gone. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I know nothing's set in stone yet, but it looks like you're one of the top two centers, possibly the number one center. What kind of things do you focus on, you know, knowing that you're going into the season and, you know, that kind of spot? I think I'm going to try to build on what we did end of the season and start the playoffs where I got a chance to play in center uh, a little bit, uh, a couple games there and, you know, just as much as you can do in the summer, you know, just trying to get a uh, great feeling to come to training camp, getting ready physically. And then, you know, one of the things that I wanted to focus on, you know, starting with the training camp is face-offs, especially. I haven't got a chance to play much play much last year, so that's something if I, you know, want to play the bigger minutes and and, and play those important roles, so I have to be good at face-offs. You know, it's having a player like Berge and stop missing, you know, who was always about 50%. It's That's something that me uh, I have to focus on and, and get, be- get better at. And you've had some seasons over 50% mm-hmm. when you're in New Jersey. Is it kind of just a matter of repetition, actually getting those chances, or are there specific things you're, you're working on that you see that you need to improve? Yeah, there's for sure, like, repetition always makes you better. I think when you're missing, you know, three, four months without a face-off, it's kind of the timing thing of, a, of the puck dropping and stuff, and then, then, you know, you have to figure out how to play. I was never really good with righty, so I have to really get better with that. And I have, you know, Charlie Cole to practice with. And as a righty, too, it's going to be good for me to practice the opposite side, too, and, and try to get better with that. You mentioned playing some center down the stretch last year, even in the playoffs. How much did that help just in terms of maybe building some confidence as you now shift to center full time this season? Yeah, it was hard to fo- focus on where I'm going to be last year. You know, I was I was used in great great situations last year. You know, when when they needed me, I was I was trying to play there, and and I wasn't really thinking at, at the moment. The next year, you know, you never know what's going to happen with with Bergie and Kretsch and, and stuff. But I always felt you know great coming to center. Uh, I think it's my more of my natural position to play there. At least you know give me the chance to start training camp in a center, and then we'll see where we go from there. I have, I was lucky enough to play last year, even the wing with you know Kretsch and Pasta most of the season, and you know with players like that. Um, being able to play was, you know, a lot of learning for me and seeing Bergie every day and Kretsch every day and Charlie Coyle every day, just how they how they practice and how they think about on the ice, you know, and during games, two-way centers. That's something that I want to work on too. I'm sure this is always where you envisioned yourself as, you know, number one center on, on a good team, you know, this kind of situation. Were there times in New Jersey where you, you know, as you're moving around, as, you know, whatever it might be, you're playing different positions, different lines, that you wondered if, you know, this, this might happen? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that we have, you know, really good centermen here. I think me and Charlie Cole can push each other to be better and better centermen moving forward. So I think that's going to be that's gonna be fun to have him, have him you know, uh, here as a, as a center with me and I can learn from him a lot and uh, I think in Jersey it was a matter of I was drafted pretty high and, and came to the league as a centerman then I played my first year basically half a year on a, uh, on a wing and then just being you know being having high draft picks and first two overall picks where uh, you know Nico Isher and Jack Hughes both centers so I kind of knew that if I wanted to play center in those in that organization it's going to be it's going to be really hard and and I was like enough to come here you know I wasn't really traded here I don't think as a as a center specifically I think I was more to, to fill the roles that I can jump on a center but also play wing and that's why last year and I think this year it's more more focusing on the center role for me obviously you had a career year last year and goals assist points all of it was there a moment where it kind of clicked for you where you were like all right like this is the right place this is work and you know this is better than, than what it had before. Yeah, I think starting in a training camp, I think it was, you know, just the guys that were around the winning culture and everyone just kind of took me in right away. It took me, I think, like two months to, you know, get really comfortable with, you know, I was new coaching staff, new players and getting comfortable. I think 
post Christmas, I think I really it really clicked with the line with everyone that I played with. I felt comfortable. Uh, I think I started to show what player I can be and just started to get better from there. So I don't really want to take the two months to get into it this year. Just you know, it's a short season, so you have to start start early. What kind of pressure do you put on yourself as you shift into you know one of these top two center roles, if any? Do you have to? maybe guard against putting too much pressure on yourself or anything like that? I think I always wanted to have a pressure. I think that's what was in Jersey when I didn't have the pressure and was, you know, on a second, third line uh, wing and didn't get the opportunity that I wanted. I think that's that's something that I couldn't perform on my highest level. I think the pressure, you know, in playoffs and everything like that, that's what I what I thrive on. So even last year, I'm, I was I was lucky enough, uh, lucky enough to play, you know, most of the season in top six. And and that's a that's a pressure, too. But it's something that, you know, you get more opportunity with the more pressure you have. And that's that's something more ice time. So uh, I love that pressure. I think it makes me a better, better player. And I think I can handle it. Now, last season you talked about Bergeron being a player you know you really admired and modeled your game after, even mm-hmm. from afar. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things did you learn from him last year, seeing him you know up close and personal? Yeah, it was you know you always saw what great of a player he is playing against, and then being able to see him every day uh, here, just you know how he reads the place, especially defensively. I've never seen a player with a great stick and being always in the right right position. For me as a center, you know, finding an offensive zone, those open areas in the middle where he scored all of goals from and was found there in the middle. And But, like, more meeting him as a person, you know, how he was in a, in a locker room as a leader. That's something you don't get the chance to see if you don't play on the team. And that was that was something that, you know, a lot of people admire about him, how, how he takes care of the players and how he treats everyone everyone the same and just got the best out of us last year, too. You know, you're not the same player as Bergeron. You're not the same exact player as Krejci. But are there things that you learn from those guys that you try to incorporate into your game? Yeah, I think there was you know a lot of a lot of great things. As I said, I try to try to do the faceoffs as they as they did, and and I think the two way game is something that they were one of the best players in the league with, and and Bergy, best player in the league, is a two way center. That's something seeing that, and then how they were really about everything was about the locker room. They wanted everyone to feel comfortable, both of them, and that's why we were such a success in the regular season last year. I think you know everyone liked each other, the whole team kind of bonded, and you know that's that's something that I found out last year even more that it's so important to have a team culture and, and moving forward. You got to play in a line with David Pasternak a lot of last season. Mm-hmm. Usually you two as the wings with Krejci in the middle, but mm-hmm. as we've mentioned, towards the end, you, you were center mm-hmm. with him for a little while. What kind of things did you learn about playing with Pasternak that you could carry into this season if, if you guys do start the year together? I think both of them. I think you know, Krejci and Pasternak were both really good talking to me before before I played with them, kind of showing me where they're going to be on the ice. I when I got the puck, I always knew where you know where Pasta likes likes to be and where they where they are kind of what, what positions they like to play in offensive zone and where they where they like to be and they kind of let me play but told me you know those are the areas we're gonna be you know staying and, and looking forward so I think that's something once once you learn you always look for those areas and and play there and when you have a player like who can score 60 goals I think you're looking for him there too and and. He's one of the most skilled players I, I, you know, I played with. You know, he can make one-on-one plays. He can score goals. He's also a great passer, and and you know, makes it easier for me to to play uh, to play with a player like that. I would imagine it, it might be tempting when you're on a line with Pasternak. You just want to get him the puck. Mm-hmm. He's David Pasternak. He's scoring 60 goals. Mm-hmm. Is you know, do you sometimes have to be a little more selfish and more aggressive, or you know, take what's there? 
Yeah, I think like sometimes a little bit more, but I think you know he's also an unselfish player. He gives you the puck back. It's not you know you you give it to him and you never see the puck back. I think you know when you give it to him, you know if you open the uh, open yourself in the area, you're gonna get the puck back. And I think that's why it worked. All three of us knew that you know we're we were unselfish players and give each other the puck to a better position. So uh, I think we're gonna try to do that this year. Uh, in training camp so far, you've been on the line with James Van Riemsdyk, and obviously that you know that could carry into the regular season potentially. Mm-hmm. What has it been like just gelling with him, you know, for a few practices? Yeah, you know, he's a great, great person off the ice too. I think you know coming in, it's it's great, great add to our team, and and he seems like a great person. I think what we need too, you know, something like a great net front presence. He's really smart around that can score goals, and and you know. Um, Playing, playing with me, and if he play with Pasta, you know the net front presence is, is going to be huge there too. And I think he's a really smart player. He makes plays, and so far it's been, it's been good. You know, it's been only three practices, not not really a game except some five on five situations. But you know, we know how how good he is on, on the other team. So I'm excited to see him with the Bruins. As Jim Montgomery, you know, what's maybe a couple things he's looking for from you, and he mm-hmm. mentioned hanging on to pucks more in the offensive zone, and then D zone. He said closing on guys faster. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those two aspects of, the, of your game? Yeah, I think that's you know something as a center you get better at too. You know the, the, the reads when once you're going to play more and more games, I think the reads coming there faster. You know being being comfortable with the system now and everything coming to this year. So um, it's that's something you know there's always something to get better at with your game. But that's what's exciting about about hockey. There's always something you can get better with the next year. And those are those are things that are you know uh, easier fix. Uh, you know just to just to be ready on my toes in defensive zone and. Handing on the pucks more, I think it's you know something that I need to get better. I think I was getting better with my career, not trying to give it to give it away right away. Use my use my size and my body, kind of hold on to pucks and finding the the scoring areas for other players. Bigger picture, just how are you? You know, obviously you have such an incredible regular season last year, mm-hmm. ends in disappointment in the playoffs. Just how are you guys approaching this season? What's kind of the mindset, attitude going in? Yeah, I think we kind of know it's going to be hard to beat the the record that we had last year, and I think that's that's something that you know was in past, and and it's you know it's still, still going to hurt. Like when I was coming back and seeing all the all the players come back, and you know you talk about it a little bit, but I think it's time to, you know, we had a great great team last year, uh, and we're not missing that many that many pieces to put it all together, and you know have a great regular season. We just have to start from the beginning, and and. And you know the goal is goal is to you know have the five game segments again and basically win three out of five every time and and go from there. I think we can really be looking looking right now the playoffs. We didn't even start yet, so I liked about last year we had the five game segments and just focusing on that. And that's what paid off for us. I think when a lot of whether it's analysts, fans, media, whoever look at this Bruins team, they're gonna say, well, Bergeron and Krejci are gone. Mm-hmm. Center is gonna be the big question mark. Mm-hmm. You know, do they have enough there? How do you respond to people who might be doubting that the Bruins are good enough down the middle? Yeah, I think I mean that's that's what you have to show on the ice. You know, we can we can be talking about it here uh, here and, and speaking about it, but I think you know we have I think we have a you know great great center group. You know, it's missing Bergeron Crenshaw. We're not going to get it back. I think those are the, one of the best centermen's you know who, who ever played for, for the Bruins, and it's. You know, it's 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 gonna be hard. We're gonna be missed them, but I think for me and you know Charlie Coyle and these guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to step up and try to do our best. You know, to to be as best of a player as we can be, and that's that's all on the ice. Do you embrace that that challenge of you know not just this season, but the the role that you can play? You know, for this organization going forward, you know, really potentially run with this kind of role. 
Yeah, no, I mean, especially in a historic team like this, you know, being able to have a chance to play those roles, it's it's exciting. That's what I was hoping for when I when I got traded here, and and now the opportunity is here. I think I got a lot of opportunity last year and even bigger this year. So that's what a player you dream about, especially being on a team like this. And and yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great and fun season. Okay, I like to end these with some non-hockey questions, or a non-hockey question. Okay. Um, you've obviously you spent time in Boston this summer, even before you were a Bruin, but now that you've been here, mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing to do around the city or, or region, Ooh. you know, besides just uh, playing hockey? That's, yeah, I mean, I, I like to, we have a couple of friends in Cape Cod, I like to go there in the summer, you know, to be by the beach, uh, beach there. I think it's great that, you know, the, the city is on the water, so being around there, great restaurants, and, and I think the sports in, in the city, you know, being able to go to Red Sox games, you know, and, and the Boston Revolution game, Celtics, you know, after our season and stuff, that's something that, you know, is not really in every city, especially this close drive-wise to go to so many different sports and such a, you know, high level too, you know, Celtics were doing great last year and stuff, so I think I enjoyed that a lot, just like the big sport, sports team, everyone's supporting it, everyone's wearing jerseys, even in summers, it's like, it's a fun city to be around, even in postseason. I know we've seen Pasenak and kind of embrace the revolution, he's popped up down there at some soccer mm-hmm. games, you know, especially European guys. Mm-hmm. How... I know MLS, you know, it's not the top mm-hmm. European leagues, but in your experience, like, how does it compare? It's hard to, it's hard yeah. to compare. I mean, it's, I've been to only, only a couple of games and, you know, they, they treat me there really well. I think that's, that's one of the things, too. The teams treat each other uh, really well when you come to the games. And, and you know, those suckers were, was good. I think, you know, it's getting, it's picking up here, I think, especially, you know, since I went to see Red Bull New York my first year uh, compared to now, you know, the league is getting way better. Now we have a, Czech goalie who came to also to the Revolution, so I think that's exciting for us to go watch a couple games and and seeing it. World Cup coming in a few years. I know that's <laughs> I, I heard at first there actually when I was there they told me about it. It's gonna be they're gonna be hosting some yeah. games too, so they'll be. It's gonna be hard to get get into those games, but you know I I, I hope they will be able to watch a couple because it's yeah. what a tournament. Maybe Czechia qualifies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean we'll be cheering for them. That's for sure. Yeah. You know you never know. It's a lot of. Soccer is a global sport, you know, more than hockey. So I think it's it's harder to get to those to those tournaments, but hopefully, yeah, it'll be fun. All right, thanks a lot, Pavel. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so that was Pavel Zaka, obviously. Um, you know, I'm wondering if if you guys have any reactions to it. You know, to me, some of the stuff that stood out is just how he's, you know, he's really embracing this pressure. He says he he likes the pressure. Um, you know, he felt like. When he was in New Jersey and was a little lower in the lineup and didn't really have that pressure, didn't he didn't really get the best out of himself. And, you know, last year he got better and better as the year went on as it became clear that this was going to be a team with really high expectations. Um, and now he's, he's embracing this move into, you know, one of the top two center roles. Um, you know, so that was kind of what stood out to me is that he's not, he's not shying away from it. He's very much, you know, looking forward to this challenge and this this opportunity to run with such a big role on this team. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And he's definitely going to have that pressure this year, for sure, more so than he has had last year. Um, but he's also set up for success. He is playing his natural position, which he mentioned. He knows what he needs to work on from last year, not having taken as many draws, something that he's been working on a lot in the offseason. He mentioned Charlie Coyle a few times and how those two have been pushing each other. Um, at the faceoff dot, especially he said against righties, he wanted to improve um, his draws. So 
Uh, that's one key thing to look at. But he already has that chemistry with Pasta from last year. And it almost feels like no matter who you put on that left wing, just the two of them alone and the playmakers that they are should be able to make that line work. And as of right now, it has been James Van Riemsdyk, another player that Zaka talked about that got, um, you asked him about and how uh, Zaka thinks that the net front role that Van Riemsdyk might be able to play on that line could be big for opening up uh, scoring opportunities for them as well. I, I think that of all of the lines, I like how that one balances out. Um, we're not sure that's going to be the exact line that goes into it, but I, I just, I, I feel like he's, he's in a, in a comfortable situation comparatively to some of these other lines. Yeah, I think, I think Zaka, as you mentioned, he's in a good spot. I feel like there's going to be probably less criticism or spotlight on Zaka than there will be on Coyle. I think Charlie Coyle is the one, not because he's a hometown kid. He's from Weymouth, by the way. Um, but because um, he is probably going to be playing alongside Marshand, right? And that's where the void of Bergeron being Marshand center for the last, you know, 12, you know, 12 years or so is really going to be like, as you mentioned, Zaka's going to, he'll be able to score playing alongside David Pasternak. That line while it's important to be reliable defensively, I don't think they're going to get any shutdown assignments, right? Their job's going to be to go out there and score. And if you have a 60-plus goal scorer on your on your right wing, you're going to be able to do that. I mean, Pasternak, can, he can do that. And Zaka has offense to his game. So I, I definitely, for, for me, what's interesting about Zaka is, and forgive my ignorance here, but I don't know how much of his time in New Jersey he was playing center compared to wing, but even if it was called a 50-50 split, it's very, very interesting and intriguing to to watch Zaka have to come in and replace Bergeron slash Krejci without really much like NHL center experience. It's not, it's very, that's a very uncommon thing for any NHL team to replace a top two center with somebody who doesn't really have that experience at the NHL level, not, not consistently at least. And, um, especially in original six with, with, with expectations to win and win now, despite key losses, I think he's capable of it. I think he's a very smart player. He's a good skater, good hands, good vision. Um, and again, he's going to be tasked with a more offensive role. And so it might be easier to not see Zaka's defense stand out than it would be to not see Coyle's offense stand out, if that makes any sense. So I think Coyle's going to have a little bit more eyes on him um, I think Zaka is is I think he's set to have a have, have a really strong career year, and he, there might be some growing pains, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I kind of see Zaka. You know, if we're like if we're thinking in terms of what we saw from Bergeron Krejci for so long, um, not that these guys are going to be the exact same. Uh, you know, they they won't be, but I, I kind of see Zaka getting a little bit more of the Krejci role where. To your point, Brian, like it is geared a little more towards offense. It's, um, you know, more shifts in the offensive zone, maybe picking spots to get him out against lower lines. And that, again, we think it's going to be a Marshan coil debrusque line. That's probably the one that gets used maybe more defensive zone starts, you know, actual using them for matchups against opponents' top lines. And that's where Coyle's experience it, you know, last year, starting to get some of those assignments in a third-line role 
can pay off because now he may very well be getting more of them this year. Um, so, yeah, so I think Zach is going to be um, set up well offensively for sure. You know, that said, you you still have to be a 200-foot player. You know, I, I've said this before. I always think David Krejci's defense was pretty underrated. Like, he wasn't Bergeron, which is obviously why he got overshadowed, um, understandably so. But Krejci, for the vast majority of his career, more than held his own in his own zone and did the work that you need a center to do in the Bruins system. And Zaka got a little bit of experience doing that towards the end of the year and did a pretty good job with it. Um, but now you're talking about, you know, a full season right off the jump. And so, you know, we talked about that too. We talked about how he wants to be the 200 foot player that, that those guys were obviously Bridget, as you mentioned, all, all the work on faceoffs. Um, he only won 45.3% of his faceoffs last year. Now he has been over 50% in some seasons with New Jersey in the past. So it's not like he can't do it. It's not like it's always been a weakness. Um, you see that happen sometimes with guys, if they just aren't taking faceoffs regularly, you're just kind of, you know, your timing's off. Like you, you just have to get that back through repetitions. So I think he'll be fine on faceoffs. It's probably not going to, it's not going to be Bergeron up near 60%, but I think he can certainly be over 50%. Um, which will be important because they, you know, as of right now, the Bruins don't have a lot of left shot face off, man. It's basically just Zaka, maybe Frederick, if he improves, maybe Beecher, if he makes the team. And I think that's a, that's a line. I think I may have cut out there again. Mike if he doesn't want me to talk. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Winning, winning face-offs is more than, you know, just the, you know, center versus center, right? It's, it's your wings getting in there and helping out. A lot. How many of Bergeron's 60% face-off wins were, you know, 50-50 pucks up for grab that go Boston's way? I'm not really sure, but it's definitely a good amount. So, so you know, Pasternak and, and, and you know, Van Riemsdyk, if those are his wingers to start, like, have to be able to get in there and, and help out for sure um, on those 50-50 pucks. So, Bridget, any final comments on the Zaka interview before we close this out? No. Good job, Scott. Thank you, Pavel. <laughs> Thank you, Pavel. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as, as we did last year, I'm going to try to get more of these during training camp, um, throughout preseason. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. It could be, could be more coming. And yeah. And so tomorrow the Bruins play uh, the Sabres in their second preseason game up in Buffalo. I think it's in Buffalo, unless it's in some sort of neutral site. I don't know, but I think the Bruins yeah. are the away team. Um, just, just to clarify, in case people are listening, on Tuesday, that game's Tuesday night. On Tuesday, that game is Tuesday night, correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I don't know when the Bruins will release their game day lineup. It might, it might be Tuesday morning. I'm not sure what the roster is yet for that game, but um, we'll be reacting to it for sure. And, uh, yeah, so Bridget and Scott, unless you have anything else, uh, thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you very soon.